Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to episode number 531 of Smart Podcast Trashy Books. I'm Sarah Wendell. Today, my guest is Murr Lafferty. Now, you've heard Amanda and me talking about Station Eternity, which is book one in the Midsolar Murders series. I love that series title so much. Well, Amanda and I both really, really liked the book. And so we asked the author a whole bunch of questions. So do not worry. This is a spoiler-free conversation, but I really hope it makes you curious about the book because who doesn't want to be kidnapped by aliens and solve murder in space, right? Right. I will have links to all of the books that we talk about and the other episodes of the podcast that we talk about and all the things that you might want to look up. They'll be in the show notes where I always put them at smartpages.com slash podcast. I have a compliment. I love this so much. Kelly G. Hello. There are trees near where you live that are determined to go extra colorful this fall when you're around because they celebrate being on the earth with you. If you would like a compliment of your very own, have a look at our Patreon, which is being renovated to be extra more awesome. Why, yes, I did have coffee today. What makes you ask? We have a Discord server coming very, very soon, like I'm literally building right now. And we have bonus episodes that are silly and fun and enjoyable. And it would be lovely to have you join the podcast Patreon. Take a look at patreon.com slash smartbitches. This episode is brought to you in part by my favorite nerdy vitamin, Ritual. I am very much a set it and forget it kind of person. I like solutions that are easy, that I can trust and that I don't have to think about because I never know what day or month or year really that it is right now. But I do want to look after my health and make sure that I'm taking a multivitamin. I like Ritual because it is simple. I never have to remember to order more and I know what each ingredient is. Ritual has a first of its kind traceable supply chain so I can see where all of the key ingredients come from and why they're there. They don't just say, take our word for it. They show me the proof. Their vitamin has USP verification and a peer-reviewed and published clinical study. All their products are vegan and non-GMO and third-party tested, so I know I can trust them. I can see where each labeled ingredient comes from down to its supplier. I really like my nerdy vitamin. I also love how easy it is. They're delivered to my door every month, free shipping, and I can start, snooze, or cancel anytime. Start a vitamin ritual that you can trust. 
To get started, visit ritual.com slash Sarah today and get 10% off your first three orders. That's ritual.com slash Sarah to start your new ritual today. This episode is brought to you in part by my favorite comfortable washable shoes, Rothy's. Remember when back to school and the change of seasons meant new clothes? Why not let Rothy's be your new favorite shoes this fall? The best thing about Rothy's, there's several best things, but one of the best things is that they are comfortable right out of the box. They have incredible styles and colors. And as I've mentioned, they are washable. I love this part so much. If I'm out for a walk or I'm cooking or it's a bit damp and my shoes get dirty, it doesn't matter. I throw them in the washing machine and they come out looking like new. I had no idea my favorite thing about my shoes would be that they are washable and durable, but yeah, here we are. I have the flat. I have the moccasin. I have the lace-up sneaker. I have four pairs of the points, including a purple pair that I love looking at because the color is so pretty. Every single one of them, regardless of how old they are, they look new. They're stylish, they're washable, they're durable, and they're comfortable. All the things I prefer in, well, pretty much everything I own, but most especially my shoes. Find your new favorite shoes and get ready to be asked, are those Rothy's? That totally happens, yes. Plus, you'll get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash Sarah. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash Sarah. This episode is brought to you in part by Forever, publisher of TikTok sensation Archer's Voice by Mia Sheridan. If you like emotional, hopeful romances with complicated, flawed characters and a nice serving of angst on the side, this book is perfect for you. When Brie Prescott arrives in the sleepy lakeside town of Pelion, Maine, she hopes against hope that this is the place where she can finally find the peace she so desperately seeks. On her first day, her life collides with Archer Hale, an isolated man who holds a secret agony of his own, a man no one else sees. Archer's voice is the story of a woman chained to the memory of one horrifying night and the man whose love is the key to her freedom. It is the story of a silent man who lives with an excruciating wound and the woman who helps him find his voice. Readers on TikTok have been exclaiming about Archer's voice for a while now and every day new book talk fans discover this book. Now, I always say that a book that a reader hasn't read is a new book and Archer's voice is a bestseller. 10 years after its first publication. Discover the book thousands of readers cannot stop talking about. Find your copy of Archer's Voice by Mia Sheridan wherever books are sold. All right, let's do this podcast. We're going to go get kidnapped by aliens and go to space and solve a murder, as you do. On with the podcast. Okay, is your background you about to be hit on the head with a chair wielded <laughs> by a skeleton? No, well, I'm not in the background. I'm in the, this is... The foreground in the back, there is a skeleton uh, wielding a chair. It's a uh, piece of baseball fan art that my kid did that I was very, very proud of. It's so, awesome. Uh, yeah, I was, I was. I mean, they did a chair, so it's like <laughs> chairs are hard. So oh yeah, I, I was. Um, it's one of my favorite backgrounds. So it's a, fat- a vaping, vaping skeleton, actually. As you can, yeah, I was like, is that like a blunt in his mouth? I was trying to figure out what it. Was. It's a vape pen. As you do. It's a little yeah. like eye spark as he's really honing. That's just gorgeous. Do. That's a thank you. Could not get into blaze ball either, by the way. I tried. It is a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> it is. It, it's it's like it's like the tide. You just gotta hold on and let it take you. And you may not you can't control it. You may not understand it, but you know definitely did not understand just it. Just hold on and <laughs> yeah, my kid got into the um fan art aspect of it so uh they did a lot of really cool stuff for it 
it's the best part of getting into a fandom, right? Fan art. So um, Amanda and I both owe you an apology because we have both already read your book and pretty much inhaled it, right? Yeah. Okay. I always How's feel that like, an apology? Well, I feel bad <laughs> because I know that writing a book takes some time and then you get someone like me and it's like, no! and I'm done. No, no. Thanks. <laughs> no, no, that's that's very flattering. It took me way, it, it took me a long time to get it to the point where you could devour it like that. Yeah. So um, my name is Mer Lafferty. I am a podcaster and an author, and I recently wrote uh, the novel Station Eternity, which is out on October 4th, and it is uh, Murder, She Wrote Meets Babylon 5. Oh, what an awesome pitch. When you said that to editors and agents, were they like, oh, yes. yeah, yeah, they liked it. Yeah. I, I love a really, I, my favorite thing about this is that it is mid-solar murders. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I, the, the funny thing is I hate puns. I think <laughs> part of it is, part of it is my brain doesn't work that way. I'm not a poet. I'm not a wordsmith. I don't, I don't play with words like that. And I think it's partly just bitterness. And so when I was telling my friend about this, um, who loves puns, he came up with the Midsolar Murders. So I made sure that he, uh, he got a copy of the, the arc because he deserved it because he came up with the Midsolar Murders thing. It's very clever. Like the minute Amanda told me about mid-solar murders, I was like, excuse me? Because <laughs> between the two of us, Amanda is much more of a space reader person. Mm-hmm. Um, it, to quote Amanda, Earth is garbage, space is horny. Let's stay there. Okay. Yeah. Now, I have yeah. only recently started reading more space set books, which I mm-hmm. very much enjoy. Um, cool. And I love the idea of Murder, She Wrote and Babylon 5. That's a great way to reference this. What will readers find inside Station Eternity? The big thing is I wanted to shine a light on the fact that all of these amateur sleuth stories, none of them actually address the fact that a lot of people die around this star. You know, I would never go to Father Brown's church. Jeez, Louise, no. Terrifying. (laughs) Never visit Midsummer County. No. Uh, Miss Fisher seems really cool to hang out with, but I wouldn't want to. Um, Or anywhere in Melbourne, really. I think Melbourne's just dangerous around that time. I wanted to have somebody who people died around her and yeah, she solved it just fine, Mm -hmm. but everyone was just terrified of her or hated her or was suspicious of her Yeah, and how she would deal with that. And because I'm a nerd, I thought, well, let's put space into it. And then I thought of Babylon five, the diplomatic hub for the, all the species. And I thought, well, what if we had that, but they didn't like humans. So can't say that would be why they would like humans. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I figured they would, um, that would be a place maybe you could petition to go. So that's, that's how I came up with it is if you, if everybody on earth hated you and you had people dying around you all the time, where could you go? Yeah. And poor Mallory, she, she does not like that people drop dead around her. She's not, it's not fun. And you're entirely right. This is the thing that I wonder most, like how is no one concerned with the body count of these small beautiful towns Mm -hmm. like once i see a murder like okay here's a murder mystery series set in a small town we got pictures of thatched roof cottages on the cover and some trees and wow Mm -hmm. this series is 25 books that's a lot of dead people (laughs) is no one concerned here yeah yeah really what like Britain should have sent in all of Scotland Yard well before <laughs> Midsummer Murders got into like season three. Yeah. It's like there's something else happening here we need to uh, investigate. And that's part of the basis of your whole book, like the 
what is the something else that's happening here? With Station Eternity, part of the mystery, and I'm not trying to, I don't want to spoil anything. Right. Um, part of the mystery is, but why are there so many dead people? Yeah. Why yeah. is this happening? <laughs> yeah, that was one of the, I, I, I won't spoil it either, but I that was one of my biggest challenges because I realized if I did make a point to say everyone dies around her, I had to come up with a reason why. Yeah. And um, that was one of the more challenging parts of the novel. But um, yeah, investigating why, in fact, that happens was uh, is is a part of the novel. In addition to the uh, murder that happens and everything that cascades after the murder, which is a lot. Oh, yeah. That's one of the things that frustrates me about a lot of murder mysteries on television and murder mysteries on in, in books as well. Death has an af- effect on the, the living generally. Yeah. A, <laughs> yeah. Things happen. They don't. Yeah. The, the dead body doesn't just dissolve like an NPC in a video game and you can just go on to the next quest because the dead body is dissolved and there's no after effect. Like great mm-hmm. grief is a thing. Trauma yep. is like totally a thing. So the idea is like, oh, dead. Oh, well, that's annoying. Like, it's not like you yeah. just like lost your shoelaces and can't put on your <laughs> shoes. This is actually a bigger <laughs> issue here. I just realized the wealthiest person in Midsummer County has got to be the mortician. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there is no question. The, yeah, in addition to the medical examiner, probably, but both of them, they're just super busy. Oh, for sure. Um, Sorry, I just realized that. But yeah, it's there, there's there's grief, there's bodies, there's yeah, yeah, there there's there's a lot of things that are written out because these are supposed to be cozy. I don't, I still don't understand how we find the story of a murder and an amateur solving it, and possibly cupcakes or pets involved or books, yeah, or books, yeah. Um, as a cozy thing like where does the violent murder come in i don't i don't know why but we do love it oh yeah but part of it we we don't love getting into um you know a lot of these don't have a thriller aspect of the the main character is super in danger and they usually aren't very messy although there is a new there is a new mr and mrs murder i watched part of that the first episode, which is about crime scene cleanup people who turn out to start solving crimes because the cops can't do it and they're cleaning up. But um, overall, it's like it's not a very messy thing. It's not it doesn't cause a lot of grief. Um, yeah. And and I don't know if people would like it as much. You know, it's it's there's a lot of realism you have to cut out of your uh books just to make people enjoy it i have a problem with blunt force trauma movies don't think blunt force trauma is a thing even if it's like oh you got knocked out you had a concussion next scene you're up you're fine you had a concussion you're fine now no as i understand the brain doesn't you know recover that fast it does not come back online that quick no yeah so if there's like if if, it 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 reminds me of uh monks in ad and d which is if you like monks couldn't have sharp weapons because they couldn't break the skin. So they gave them maces. So monks wielding a mace was okay. Knife is bad. So crushing a skull. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that are just baffling to me. I I have the problem with the blunt force trauma, just being something you can just move past and, and be okay. The next scene. And, uh, but, you know, yeah. I think if 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 people actually did get injured the way they would in real life, 
books would be a lot less interesting or like, you know, anything with any sort of adventure, um, unfortunately. So we kind of have to cut that out. Yeah. It's like in romantic suspense where the bad guys are after the protagonist and they absolutely have to stop and go to Bone Town in the stairwell. It is of course. Absolutely. It um one of our one of our staff reviewers at least calls it danger boner. Like we are in danger. We must no one's gonna catch us. We're just gonna use this convenient stairwell. We will like what? No. Yeah. No. I don't understand. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I go on a slight tangent? I I would welcome this slight tangent. Go all the (laughs) way. Have you guys watched the woman across the street from the girl in the window? Oh, I've seen parts of it. I haven't finished it, but it's like, like a parody of sort of those thrillers. Yes, it is. But it's, it's funny because it's, um, I I think it it doesn't parody it enough. Mm -hmm. There are some things that I'm wondering what they're making fun of. Like she keeps, she has like a ton of corningware dishes and she keeps breaking them. She's making a casserole and dropping it. But I'm like, is that a reference to something or I, I don't get it, but it is funny because, you know, nobody has that many casserole dishes, <laughs> but um, unless yeah, there's a th- lot of deaths. Yes. There's a sex scene in that, that um, they go, it just cuts and they're doing it in every room. So they're <laughs> on the stairwell going at it. And then like it cuts and now they're on the kitchen counter going at it. And then it's like they, they hit every room in the house. It's hysterical. <laughs> now that was a parody that I really appreciated because it was just like passionate sex, every room, every like, shower, stairwell, kitchen, everywhere. So yep. it's, we yeah. don't even need a flat surface. A vertical one will do. Tilt table <laughs> fine. Yeah. Yeah. So with station eternity, one of the things that I absolutely loved, and Amanda and I both had different favorite parts, so you get questions from both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely loved the AI-controlled sentient ships, especially because they made me think about my own relationship with things like Google Home and the way mm-hmm. that I talk to devices and self-driving cars, which seems to me like a terrible idea. But when I'm reading it in a book, I'm like, oh, yeah. that sounds great. There's yeah. a lot of trust in letting a sentience control a whole station. Mm-hmm. You know, like you are within the stations and the station can can have problems, which it does. What was the process of de- of developing Eternity like and the other sentient structures in the story? What was the process of developing that like? I actually don't remember where I decided that Eternity was sentient. Um, but there's a sentient ship called Infinity. Yes. And um, that was inspired by... Uh, the hip hop group Clipping did a concept album in 2016, I guess. No, 16 or 17, and it was called uh, "Splendor and Misery," and it's a, a you know concept sci-fi album about a slave ship in space where one of the um, one of the slaves breaks free, kills everybody on board, and takes over the ship. And part of the story is told from the point of view of the AI on the ship who falls in love with him. Right the character of Zan and uh, the ship are slightly inspired by that. You know, Zan is also, he's uh, in trouble and gets picked up by the ship. Also a little Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy there, but it's less wacky and more running away from a murder scene. Um, So that's, uh, that's where the, the whole sentient thing came from. And I honestly don't remember where I decided that, that, Eternity should be sentient. That's a good question. I wish I could remember. 
I've been working on this book for a while, so yeah. it's it's hard to remember all the inspirations. But Splendor and Misery was a big one. I love clipping and all the weird, weird stuff they do. Yeah. And with the, like, I live in a house and I take care of my house because it's part of my job, you know, to take care of the structure that I live in. But I frequently give my house a personality mm-hmm. or I think about, like, my house as a living thing sometimes. And I I love the idea that for eternity when someone is is in their like body for lack of a better mm-hmm. word like someone is in the ship they are they know that eternity and infinity know that they're responsible for the beings in the ship but with eternity mm-hmm. part of what c- starts happening in the story is that eternity starts to break down and yeah. cannot care can't care about all of the beings inside her body like just can't yeah that's primal terrifying right yeah. there <laughs> That's some yeah. scary shit right there. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I remember, I can't remember who said it. It might have been Kiz Johnson talking about, you know, writing Alien, but they still have to be, I mean, Star Trek's brilliant and we love it, but it does, you know, the aliens are, are you know, giving them a forehead ridge and, and base them on another uh, culture and you're done. Um, but like trying to make an alien alien who you can communicate with, but has different priorities and and responsibilities and understandings of the world than you do. And that's, there's the challenge. And, you know, you think about your body and how, you know, your, your stomach might be having problems, but you still have to go to work or something. And you may not be able to deal with or properly care for every single thing going on. If you, even if you know about it or understand it, understand it so um you know when she's in top form yeah eternity's great but she has a a host that's more of a alien person like we know so you know someone to communicate with on uh our level yeah and uh when she doesn't have a host things start to go awry because she can't communicate as well yeah so um yeah, it's it's and you know not having anywhere to go and suddenly all the shuttle bays are full. It's uh, it's that whole why don't oh a hurricane's coming why don't you just leave kind of thing, um, you know it's it's everyone leaving at once is not that is feasible. not a solution that is yeah. that is bad actually. Yeah, Amanda, so, knows she's from Florida. Oh my! <laughs> I hope you and I. I hope no, not are anymore. You there now? No. Okay. Well, I hope anybody you know there is prepared with a good my parents but they're they're old floridians they'll be fine hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. They're like, yeah, whatever, one of those. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But it's going to be, I think the problem is going to be flooding because it's really slow now. But, yeah. uh, 
Yeah. North Carolina got Hurricane Floyd, which hit us and then went out to sea and then decided it wasn't done and came back in and hit us like a couple of days later. <laughs> so the the flooding was epic. There. Oh, yeah. And it's yeah. it's like trying to have everyone leave at once. All of mm-hmm. that rain, it, it just doesn't have anywhere to go. It gets, yeah. yeah, everything gets stuck. And the same thing happens with eternity. Everyone's trying to leave, but there's nowhere to go. Yeah, exactly. The cold, heartless void of space. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I really loved the world building yes. in the series and all of the aliens and creating all of the different cultures. And I really appreciate what you said about like in some sci-fi, they just, all aliens are weirdly humanoid, aren't they? They're, mm-hmm. they're just all humans. So what do you think is the best way to strike a balance when it comes to world building in unfamiliar settings as so as to not like overwhelm the reader? I feel like a lot of people who are new to sci-fi fantasy um, get overwhelmed easily when they're just like thrust into this unfamiliar territory. Yeah, it is. It is a challenge. Um, instead of tr- you know, instead of trying to base it on specifically another culture, I more try to think about how I, as you know, American woman, look at the world and how other people might view things differently, and going beyond you know, other cultures, but like, if your body doesn't really break down, then you're not going to see death on the same level as other people. Yeah. And I feel, I feel like I just took little bits of a whole bunch of different science fiction. There's a scene in, um, sorry, the diamond age by Neil Stevenson, where the story within the story, the fairy tale princess Nell is talking to the queen of the ants and the ants have two numbers, one and a million. And so if anything happens to one is bad and anything happens to the million, of course, wipes out the colony. But anything happens to like a bunch, it's 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 not one or a million. So it's OK. And, you know, looking at, at numbers and population like that helped me try to figure out the sundry, which their most important thing. They're my favorite, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you. The sundry are my hive mind, my very large insects. Well, larger than our insects, not like people sized insects and the way that they collect data. And they don't care so much to use the data, which confuses Mallory a lot. Because once you get enough data about something, you can act. And yeah. But they don't care. They just want to collect the data and have it. It's just trying to come up with how you react to something and how other something else would do it differently. What limitations you have in your mind and body that an alien could surpass with their mind or body. I just, I guess I just start with me and try to branch out to what's not me and make sure I don't slide into cultural appropriation and try to go further beyond that. I did appreciate, like, we get to see what the aliens think of humans. Mm -hmm. And like their first thought is like, you're really like gross and wet. And how have you survived this long? How are you a dominant species? You're, you're, you're wet. I read recently that humans are basically horny, electrified bags of meat. <laughs> and that has just reshaped my worldview on a lot of things that I don't really feel wow. like I need to worry about anymore. Because basically, <laughs> yes, we are horny, electrified bags of meat. And the other aliens looking at us like, you are so squishy. Mm-hmm. How? How did you survive this long? <laughs> yeah, I won't go into too much of detail, but one of my favorite, like, D plots of the book is just there's there's a person there's an alien who is like handed an injured person and she wants to help out with what's going on in the ship she's she's in security but someone gives her 
this person to deal with. And she's basically dragging this injured, wet person around the ship uh, station, trying to figure out what to do with him. And she misses everything. Small spoiler, but she misses the whole thing because she's dealing with this wet, disgusting human. (laughs) Yeah, It's like her frustrating story just made me so sad and pleased that she existed i just yeah. it just i was so happy with that little bit because she's just walking around going can i dump him oh i can't okay i don't even oh. know if he's still alive and another thing yes. goes no yeah he's still alive here are the signs and she's yeah she's just like oh really you've also kind of like mentioned several throughout our conversation in terms of like stuff that's inspired you have there been any other inspirations from like media like tv books movies that we haven't talked yet that yes. really um helped you craft station eternity especially the um okay so this is the problem when i've read something and haven't heard it is it nice 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 yes. nice so the silent nice. g nice i believe i believe it's nice yeah i, okay. I felt sorry for the uh audiobook Aww. narrator <laughs> I love the idea of rock people. Uh, of course, N.K. Jemison really dominated it with um, the the uh, Broken Earth series, I believe, uh, you know, the fifth season and all, all, all that whole amazing trilogy. Um, but, you know, there was uh, played a lot of Dragon Age origins back in the day. And there was, you know, Shale. Yep. And I loved Shale. And Shale was also very alien because she was a rock person who just did not care. Couldn't imagine why these humans had these problems or concerns and um, really, really, really hated birds. (laughs) And, you know, I loved her. And then uh, NK Jemison came out with hers and uh, God, what else? There was some, there was another inspiration for the rock people. Korg. No. Oh, I guess. Yeah. If you couldn't tell, we're huge Dragon Age fans. Yes, I did so. see. I did see. All <laughs> we were, we were celebrating Dragon Age mentions. Yes. yes. With the other two main ones, which was uh, the the Phantasmagora and the Guru Dev, I think I just tried to imagine aliens and try to build them on what can this alien do. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the biggest things I had to do was make sure everybody had a symbiotic connection because that's one reason why the aliens look down on earthlings because we don't do that. Right. So connecting all of them and their minor species that they connect with or major species. um, Yeah. That was just kind of brainstorming. I think Mm -hmm. if I was inspired, which I probably was, uh, it was subliminal. Yeah. Subconscious, subconscious. And did you have like a favorite species to write? I love the nice. I really do. They, they, you know, the character of Tina was just a throwaway weird person. And now, and just the idea of being kind of dumb, but completely (laughs) self-aware and okay with that. Yeah. I just, I loved her so much. Um, and I had a lot of fun with her, um, making bad or impulsive decisions. <laughs> and the thing about characters like Tina and 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 I you see them per- periodically pop up in different like large ensemble casts. I would mm-hmm. much rather deal with someone like Tina than someone who's hiding their intentions or yeah. trying to mislead me. I would much rather be like, here is what I would like to accomplish. Oh, okay. Here's what I would like to accomplish. Let's go do the thing. All right, good. Like that's that's way more pleasant than trying to guess and then trying to figure out what the other person wants and then align. Yeah. mm, That's too much Mm -hmm. work. Yeah. 
I would much rather deal with straightforward people. Yeah. All right. So big question here. Real big question. Mm-hmm. You were going to be kidnapped or gently escorted off of planet Earth by aliens. Would you be good with this? I think it would depend on whether I could come back. Here's here's a little secret about me. I have never liked uh, fancy dress shoes because <laughs> a part of my, this is connected, I swear. Part of my deep ingrained belief is that a portal's going to open or the aliens are going to come and I'm not going to be able to run either run away or run to, but something magical or, or spaceshipy is going to happen. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to be prepared for it. Cause I got heels on. So ever since I was a kid, I have not liked heels because I won't be ready. And, um, so yeah, getting escorted, uh, or kidnapped by kind and stupid aliens um, sounds great, but I would want to be able to come back. Yeah, and and that's effectively what happens to Zan, right? He's yes, he's, he, he, he is lifted off the planet by some drunk aliens on a bender. Yes, yes, he's he's lifted away, and but it, it benefits him. Yeah, and um, you know he makes the decision to stay on uh, eternity. So, uh, but yeah, he did not plan for that. But it was lots of fun to have Mallory have to tell the uh, the investigating agent that your main uh, murder suspect was just abducted by aliens. I saw it. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Listen, there was no way to stop that takeoff. Yep. Nothing I could do. <laughs> and Gosh. do you want to talk about book three? Can you talk about book three at all? Or book three, I, book two. Sorry, book two. let me just jump um, ahead into the future. Yeah, I'm like, like, wait, I haven't even been. I've only like cooking some ideas in the back of my head. <laughs> so this three. is going to be um, a series. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Book two is rough draft is finished. I'm waiting my edit letter. I'm scared. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, more people from Mallory's past show up on the station. Ooh, um, that'll be something because the people from Mallory's past are not all that great. Some of them. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of them are dead. So yeah, <laughs> only got a limited, limited number to choose from. Um, and there's nothing else I can tell you that won't spoil the first one. So okay, I'm very excited that it's a series. I thought it might be be based on some of the comments at the end. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, there might be another one. I'm excited. Yeah, it's uh, we we talked about whether they wanted like a trilogy with an arc or just you know keep doing Monster of the Week type series. Um, like a good old Jessica Fletcher every every week we get a new murder. So Yep, no matter where she goes, there's a murder. It's kind of strange how that happens. Yep. One thing that's funny is I'm doing a live audio drama of like the Mallory's and Zan's origin stories for Twitch this weekend. Ooh. Um and it's like it's if if it should be like 30 minutes to 45 minutes. And it's definitely not the whole book. It's just to whet your appetite. But as I was going through and trying to figure out what to transcribe to an audio drama, I realized that I'd, I'd moved Zan's origin story like 150 pages into the book because of how I needed to structure it. And he didn't get a point of view for a while. Yeah. And so like people are getting a good, maybe part two, a second part of the book really early in yeah. uh, the audio drama because uh, I've just decided to have, here's how Mallory got there and here's how Zan got there right. and here's what they're worried about now and go buy the book. But uh, that should be fun. I'm, I'm very nervous about it because I feel like it's a really ambitious project and I 
pretty sure I forgot something, but uh, <laughs> it's still it's we're going to be doing it live on Twitch. And then if, it, if it's not a complete disaster, I'll be putting it on YouTube. So oh, fabulous. That's yeah. really cool. That is very cool. What a cool idea for book promotion, too. That is very cool. Thank you. My agent came up with it and then I did all the work. <laughs> that's usually how it works. Right? That's how it goes. Yeah, that is exactly how it works. But it's a very smart idea because you're calling back to a very old style of storytelling with a radio mm-hmm. drama in a very new format to to promote your book, which is, again, an older format of media. I, I think that's really, really clever. But I mean, well, I really, I really loved it. Well, I've, I don't know if you guys knew or or paid it or saw this when it happened, but in 2020 to help... Uh, promote some political stuff. I think it was Wisconsin, maybe um, the cast of uh, the living cast of Princess Bride got together yes. and did like a table read. And I, I loved it. And I'm like, why aren't more? I was just getting into Twitch. I'm like, yep. why don't I see this all over the place? Why don't people are doing like live audio, not live, but audio drama podcasts. Right. But they're not doing like live reads on Twitch, which sounds like it would be much more entertaining and engaging. So um, that's kind of, I, I wanted to do that kind of thing. And yeah. so when it came to the promotion, it all kind of clicked. That's very cool. Or do you listen to audiobooks at all? Mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Have you done uh, Sleeping Giants by Sylvain Nouvelle? No, I have so not. So I'm not a big audiobook listener, but this is my favorite audiobook. It's sci-fi about, um, this girl discovers a giant metal alien hand beneath the earth and later goes on to become part of the team that kind of like investigates why the hell it's here. But the novel is like told through epistolary ephemera stuff, like journal entries and project reports and interviews. Mm -hmm. Um, And they got different narrators for each character so it feels very much like you're listening to a radio play. Oh, cool! When you're, li- I highly recommend it if you like that style of of audiobook where each character has a different narrator. It is cool. so compelling. There's like a shady government agent that he's very smarmy, and you can't tell like what side he's on. And his interviews with um, the like team members working on this hand are some of my favorite scenes to listen to. They're so good. Highly recommend it. Thank you. It's it's I apparently have it. It's just on my to be read list. So yes, I will uh, I think move like, it up. Yeah, that series is a trilogy. I really liked it. So what books are you reading right now that you would want to tell people about? Since Amanda has gone first because she knows what's up. <laughs> um I am Audible just had a sale and I <laughs> fell for it entirely and bought way too many books. Um I'm excited about um one of my weaknesses is Christmas romances. Oh so I got a Merry Little Meet Cute. Tis the season. Um, They're all is, coming out. I'm excited about that one. I'm not a holiday romance person, but that one. That's about the only list. romance I get into. I don't know why, but it, it is. Yeah. Um, I am. I Right now I'm rereading Gideon the Ninth and Harrow the Ninth. So I could read Nona the Ninth because Harrow the Ninth was a bit of a mind blender and uh i needed to refresh my mind about what was going on my feeling about those books in general because i i also did a reread before nona was i don't know what's going on but i'm just happy to be here yes like that's my vibe for that entire series dude that's how i feel about baseball so yeah (laughs) i don't know what's going on but i'm happy to be here (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I've been wanting to read Persephone Station, so I picked that up. 
uh, by Cena Light. And um, yeah, I heard Bullet Train was not a good movie, but was a very well respected book. And so I picked that one up too. So I got lots of lots of things on my to be read, which was already overwhelming. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> these are the ones I'm excited about right now. That's very cool. I think Mind Blender is the perfect way to describe the the Locked Tomb series. Yeah. Mind Blender. For sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah you thought you understood? I'm sorry. You were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you do not. Guess what? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So where can people find you if you wish to be found? Yes. Uh, Merverse.com is my website. Basically, the Mer universe where all my stuff is. Um, I'm on Twitter at Mighty Mer and Twitch at Mighty Murr. And those are the interactive places I'm most found. Um, I live stream my podcasts and I do some game streaming. And um, yeah, those are the best places to find me. Website, Twitter, Twitch. Fabulous. Thank you very, very much. And also thank you for Station Eternity. We both enjoyed it so much. That thrilled me. Thank you. I really appreciate you saying that. Also that, that, cover, that cover design. It so is good. so epic. It's so gorgeous. I nearly cried when I saw it. I it was so amazing. So I I love everything about the cover. I and don't I, know how he did that, but it, it's yeah. Amazing. And you're you're really leading a trend because there are now more ro- more mysteries in space. So it's like like seeing just the start of this like oh this is great. Let's do lots of it. I'm very excited that it's a series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it. So And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you again to Amanda and Mer Lafferty for hanging out. If you would like to find a copy of Station Eternity, book one of the Midsolar Murder series, it's out now. You can find it wherever you get your tasty, delicious books. Don't eat the books. They probably don't taste very good. Library, bookstore, everywhere. It's on sale now. And we both really, really enjoyed it. As always, I end each episode with an absolutely dreadful joke, and this one was sent in by Malara. Hello, Malara. Thank you for this joke. Malara says, I got this one from someone in a Discord who got it from someone on Reddit, got it from who knows where. So this is a joke with outstanding provenance. I mean, not just because Malara sent it, but it has visited Discord and Reddit. Next thing, it'll hit Tumblr, and and then it'll just be the most popular joke in the world. But are you ready? Are you ready to hear about it before it gets popular on Tumblr? How do you find a velociraptor? Give up? How do you find a velociraptor? You divide the distance raptor by the time raptor. (laughs) Math and physics and dinosaurs. What an amazing combination for one joke. Thanks, Malara. On behalf of everyone here, we wish you the very best of reading. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you back here next week. Smart Podcast Trashy Books is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do 
not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.